0: You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of eXp Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Oklahoma's Hidden Workforce. My guest today, Lisa Toth, Rye Staffing. This is, talk about Hidden Workforce force, totally overlooked, like not on the radar for most people. Tell us about it, Lisa.
1: Hey, Daryl. Thank you so much for that introduction. And it's so true. I've got many people with developmental and other disabilities That have incredible skills to offer to Tulsa and Green Country's employers. So little things like, for instance, one time I had a person who had a nursery and all the employees were having a hard time keeping the watering schedule going. So they needed a person to come in two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. And one of my clients happened to live two houses over from that greenhouse and was willing to come in and do that job, which saved the employees from losing track of where they had been watering when they had to stop and help a customer.
0: Now, help me understand here, and when I, when I ask these questions or th- say things, I really mean them genuinely, respectfully. But there's a a disconnect, I think, most of us. I've not had someone in my household that's been developmentally disabled, so I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to react, and I think that's what causes people to have sometimes a hesitation. But if you go back and think about, like, someone who is developmentally disabled, and I have known some people in the past that would almost be like OCD over certain things would that not make them an incredible employee when you're talking about keeping a water schedule? Like, right. like they won't miss a beat. Like,
1: um, just a quick one. People with autism are very, you know, scheduled. Some of them are very scheduled and structured. So when they um, get on a task, they can see it through to the end and they're usually doing it very meticulously. You know so, what I mean? So, I, I totally I'm know what you, you mean. I'm glad you asked that question about the people because one of my famous sayings is, When people see us coming, they smile and turn away, happy that someone else will care for those people. Hmm. And the thing is, I've got a guy who has cerebral palsy. People may know him. His name is Chandler DeBolt, and he works at the Driller Stadium, Daryl. He cannot speak with his voice, but he uses his eyes and a machine that's mounted to his wheelchair to say certain things like, welcome to Driller Stadium. My name is Chandler. Enjoy the game. And um, it's been an incredible job for him and the people that get to meet him feel more comfortable because they see him when they come to the game. So well, it kind of helps with letting people feel more accustomed to being comfortable around my clientele.
0: Isn't it isn't it really about that that comfort level? It's like we don't know how to respond, which makes us uncomfortable. And I so my question to you is what what questions are okay to ask? Like I think part of my discomfort would be I don't know what is safe to ask. Like I had to, not had to, I felt like I needed to apologize or preface my questions about, you know, we might, we might reference Rain Man or something like that because we don't, under, we don't have a total understanding of uh, what developmentally disabled or delayed would be and what's offensive to people. And so we tiptoe and walk around on eggshells and instead of doing that, we turn away. So what's safe? What's and the question to ask? That.
1: And nowadays, unfortunately, you know what? We changed the name from developmentally disabled to intellectually disabled. Hmm. So I want to be politically correct here. I, I want to correct us while we're talking about that. But
0: so see, and, and here um, you go. That actually you makes know, my Dara, point. I think that, go ahead. Let me say that that makes my point is because my kind of exposure to a world that I'm not really well versed in. And if that's me and I tend to get around Imagine wh- how other people feel, like, what is politically correct? I'm just not even going to open my mouth. And you know who that hurts? That hurts our, our culture and our society because it creates this disconnect that we're talking about in the first place.
1: Right, and people tell me, and my employees, I've been doing this uh, job for over 36 years, and the main thing people say is, you're very special to do this. And we really don't feel that we're special people. We feel that we just see these humans that we're interacting with. And everyone can communicate to us. One time, it, I mean, the story is I could tell you so many stories about people and getting jobs. And one time I had a lady who couldn't move except for her hand. One, she could only move her right hand, but she wanted to work. So we found her just a very, very small job at a church where she her staff opened the book and she put the missalettes into the book with her thumb and we put a little rubber finger cut on it and she just slipped them in. And that just made her day. And then it also helped all the churchgoers appreciate her because she contributed it to the community. It's just a matter of seeing people as humans and taking that time to interact with them and smile and look in their eyes. And I own, I honestly think that most people would tell you anything you wanted to know if you had the opportunity to talk to them
0: asking to hear hear more I mean just be inquisitive
1: yeah I, yeah like how is it you know like if you see a mother with a pushing a person with a wheelchair or something how is it how how, how do you do it I, I admire you you know just things like that to open a conversation to, and then you would find out more about them I get um, I'll see people in the grocery store with a wheelchair and a shopping cart I mean how do they do that stuff they're amazing.
0: I get uh, your special a lot, being a, an adoptive parent, and um, people will say, "Now, which one? Which ones are yours?" And I'll I'll say, "All of them," <laughs> and I know yeah. what they well, mean. Yeah. I know what they mean, and I'm not offended by that. But it also helps have the the, the conversation because it's a different world having someone else in your family who wasn't uh, born of your blood, and so I. Th- I think, and I see I see the mirror here in just a different part of of life experience that you can connect with. And this is where RISE staffing comes in. Now, what types of jobs could an employer look at and say, I want to call Rye, okay. call rice
1: Let me tell you right now, I've got a lady named Clara Santiago out in Broken Arrow who sews in her home eight to 10 hours a day making stuffed animals for missions and things like that. The problem is she was born with polio And she can't walk, and she is deaf, and she speaks Spanish. But she's an incredible sewer. I just need an employer to see her. And So if there's a person out there that wants to hire Clara, that would be great.
0: And you have have a a long list of these types of opportunities that uh, provide employment, but also at a great benefit to the employer.
1: Yes, because our role is, it's not charity, Daryl. It is exchanging people's time and talent for the employer's money. And that's just an agreement. Everybody has to do the job. It's not like you're just going to hire somebody for a charitable thing. It's really work. And we do it. I train the people and help the employers understand how to work with them. We make sure that before we leave a job site, that person knows what they're doing and everybody's happy. We follow back along with them and um, come in and retrain if necessary. There's um, reasonable accommodations that happen, and um, it's really great. I think that most employers would give us an A-plus for their experience, but we just need more of them.
0: Lisa Toth, RISE Staffing, Staffing
1: RISEstaffing.com? RISEstaffing.net. .net. .net. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. Thank you, Daryl.
0: You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP
1: Realty, I'm Darrell Baskin.